Welcome back, listeners. So, Josh, on segment one, we caught up on the corn side of things. Uh, but before we move into the rest of the show, I think it's important we give soybeans a little attention here. So, staging-wise, uh, what I've seen from my observations this past week, easily, in my opinion, most a majority of the fields are easily in, into that R6 window. Um, but as you and I were talking, those early maturity beans especially, they are very progressed. What are your thoughts on maybe some potential harvest dates on some of those early maturity, early plant? Yeah, always weather dependent. It, it, um, it'll it hinge a little bit on kind of what the first two weeks of um, September look like, but looking at the stage of, of some of those April planted, you know, group ones, you know, one O's to, to one point twos. Um, I'll be surprised the weather for meeting. I think they'll be ready by September 15th if things go our way here. And um, I wouldn't even be surprised if right around the first of the of the month of zero uh, into September there, if we we'll probably see some leaves start to turn already in some leaves just based on where they're at. Cause um, like I said, they're filled out and, and bean pods are really almost filled to the top and really starting to, to, to fill out. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting. It um, in some ways it'd be really be nice if the weather would hold up. We need a little bit of rain, but at the same time with summer challenges, hopefully we can get a harvest that starts early and, and ends a little bit more on time. So we can kind of get, get tillage and other activities that have just been really a challenge done kind of on time and done the right way to try to, you know, maybe start, catching up from some of the damage we've done to these fields or it just seems like the last two, three years, we've just um, just been really hard on the fields planting and harvest. And hopefully this will be a year that we can put it in nice and hopefully get it out nice. Um, it'd just be a nice change of pace. Yeah, nice change of pace. We've probably almost forgotten in a lot of cases what a, what a good harvest feels like. So we'll keep our fingers crossed for that. Um, but another thing that's going on this week, Josh, it is Pro Farmer Crop Tour Week. So with all the fairs being canceled. Seems like everything's canceled this year. So it's actually kind of nice that maybe the Pro Farmer Tour looks a little different this year, but still have the opportunity to have scouts out in the field um, and some nice updates going on throughout the week and then each evening as you typically see. Um, so Pioneer Agronomists ourselves here in Southeast Minnesota, uh, I think you can expect to maybe see some updates from us this week. Uh, what are your thoughts around that? Yeah, always an exciting week. Um, it, for me, I always kind of call it kind of our the last big thing before summer wraps up there and we get to the September and, and school starts and everything else in between. But um, yeah, a couple things. Um, if, if you're kind of keeping track, uh, social media is always a great way to keep up, whether it be on, on Twitter or Facebook. Pioneer is, is also sends out a lot of great updates uh, on the website and, and email communication. Um, I was the spokesperson for Southeast Minnesota for Pioneer. So uh, you, you may see a few extra things, some video content and some written and photo things that, that uh, I put together for Pro Farmer Tour. And, um, and Allie, I think we're kind of organizing some stuff to, to really take it to the local level. And you'll, we'll have some really great reports from uh, kind of the southeast corner of the state looking at some yield estimates and crop stage and, and uh, you know, maybe some of the agronomic things we're seeing disease and pest pressure wise. But um, yeah, it'll be a great thing. And uh, if you can follow along, you know, certainly do on social media or we'll try to push stuff out there any way we can. That's what I was going to say too, even though this is kind of the set week for crop tour, please don't hesitate to reach out to us or your pioneer sales rep. It's just, it's a nice time of the year for us to continue our assessments on where is your, your field sitting growth stage wise in either corn or beans. Um, maybe some of the diseases we might be seeing in either crop or not seeing, but just overall, I think even as we move into next week, we'll continue to assess this crop and what the yield potential still looks like. Um, pending maybe challenges you have or haven't had moisture-wise in some of those areas. But it's always a nice time of year to assess what are those things that worked for us up to this point and, and maybe what to expect as we move on move on into harvest as we finish up the season. Yep. 
Yeah, and I think, um, you know, I guess this may be more a personal standpoint, but also talking to some producers this week, I think everyone's just kind of curious of, you know, how dry is it in some of these pockets, you know, across the Corn Belt? You know, we, we know, we've heard a lot of reports, Allie, we talked to colleagues at Parts of Iowa have gotten really dry. Then obviously the storm damage that went through central Iowa and into Illinois, I think there's just a lot of uncertainty of, of the scope of that and what's the impact going to be. And uh, I know I'm, I'm just really curious to, to kind of see what they come across as, as they travel across the Corn Belt. And, and number one, you know, how, how is the moisture you know, content, how's that hurting the crop? And number two, just what's, what, what's the anticipated impact of, of um, the wind and storm damage through uh, central Iowa, which was just really a, an unfortunate, devastating thing for uh, the producers down through, through that area. And I see, even like you said, it's, it will be good to have continued assessment. I think of what that damage looked like. I, I know that number has continued to increase as folks have the past, past week to assess what that damage looks like. So we certainly feel for all the folks in Iowa and know they have a tough fall ahead of them, but also a lot of folks, you know, thinking of and a lot of resources to play off of to make sure they can make the right decisions as best they can in some of those situations. Um, yeah, and, um, and if you are um, kind of curious or if you've never been involved with um, some of the, the Midwest Pro Farmer Tour, uh, don't be shy to reach out to your local sales rep. Um, you know, it's all virtual this year, and um, I, I guess I double check. I, I know most of our reps are registered, but uh, if you're curious to kind of keep up with what's going on or want to be used to the finale on Thursday, don't be shy to reach out to your rep and maybe get together with them and, and maybe we can get you the link or, or you know, kind of join them to kind of watch some of that as it goes through. And uh, I don't know, I'll be kind of keeping track, um, you know, each night this week to kind of see where, where things shake out. And uh, we'll make sure we kind of maybe give analysis of what we see locally and a, a larger scale to see how it compares to the, to the rest of the Corn Belt next week, Ellie. Yep. Please reach out. Like you mentioned, there will be a broadcast every night through Thursday. It'll be at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. So just a nice way to catch up on not only our area, but the other areas leading up to the finale in, in Minnesota. That's it for today's show. Thanks for listening.